Shalom, and thank you for listening to Progressively Jewish, the podcast where you can explore and connect to Judaism through a progressive Jewish lens. I'm Rabbi Tanya Sachnovich, and it is my pleasure to be hosting a conversation between two future leaders of progressive Judaism, Charlie Barker, Haider teacher from Liberal Synagogue in Nottingham, and Matt Turchin, student rabbi from Leoberg College in London, about their Jewish journey and their ideas about strengthening the future of progressive Judaism. This theme corresponds to this week's Parashat Kitisa in the book of Exodus, and our ancestors' journey to the Promised Land, including the infamous story about the Golden Calf. Thank you so much again to both of you for coming on Progressive Jewish Podcast. And I would like to ask Charlie first. Charlie, growing up in a small community outside London, where you are sometimes the only Jewish kid in the school, did or did not help to strengthen your sense of Jewish identity? Um, well, I think it's, it's quite interesting because I think for me, it definitely did because, you know, I experienced, um, you know, lots of um, kind of casual anti-Semitism in school and stuff. And, you know, when it's only me and my sister or me and my sister and my cousin that are Jewish in the school, it's kind of, you know, yeah, there's definitely, it. it I think if for some people it really strengthens it and for some people it, it goes the opposite way. Because when you experience something like that, it's either going to, it's either going to make your connection stronger or kind of break that connection, I guess. So for me, I was, I was quite lucky. It, it strengthened it, which is nice. Oh, thank you very much, Charlie. And Matt, were your experiences of growing up in America different from those of Charlie's? So my Jewish identity began in the home. And um, if you've seen the show Friday Night Dinners, then you'll, you'll sort of understand that that was our Judaism up until about the time I was nine. Um, that and an annual Seder, which was always at someone else's house. Um, so for me, I didn't even understand how different that was until I started having friends come to my house because we weren't supposed to go to other people's houses on Friday night. You, you had people over and they would ask, what's the deal with the things you say over wine? What's the deal with the candles? What's the deal with the bread? And I didn't know. Um, and I had to come to terms with not even knowing sort of more than what I was given at the very beginning. And the very first time I mentioned to someone at school that I was Jewish, their reaction was, well, I'm not supposed to be friends with you because we're Catholic, but, but I like you, so it's okay. This is fascinating. So Charlie, can you, can you relate a little bit to that experience in terms of your practices at home? Uh, because being a liberal Jew is might be different from being a Jewish person of any other strands of, of Judaism. How can you relate to what Jismat has said? Well, I, I definitely relate to the bit about Friday night dinner because um, when when I mention that I'm Jewish and people kind of ask me if I do like orthodox practices, um, I, uh, I I always use Friday night dinner as a bit of an example. Like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm like a yeah, I'm like a Jew in this in a Friday night dinner sense. Um, so I definitely definitely relate to that bit. Um, that show really helped me to get people to understand kind of liberal Judaism a bit more. Um, and and yeah, I think I definitely I didn't know like like Matt said, I didn't really know any different 
until I got to school because a lot of people, a lot of people that I knew were also Jewish from, you know, from synagogue or I was at like um, infant school and nobody really talked about religion at all because, you know, we were like five or six. Um, so until I got to secondary school, it was, it very much was kind of, that was just normal. And then, and then I got there and I was like, wait, the people play video games on Friday night. I was really confused because Friday night, my cousins would come around and, um, and everybody would be like, oh yeah, guys, let's play some, let's play some FIFA or whatever on Friday night. And I'd just be like, well, I can't, how, how can you guys play, play on Friday night? And they were like, well, we're not doing anything else. I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't really understand. So yeah, I guess I had to, uh, I had to kind of come to terms with that a bit as well. Thank you so much, Ali. I want to ask Matt, uh, when did the sense of kind of community come into your life? Was it an important part of your Jewish upbringing or Jewish journey or not? So um, my family situation was interesting in that I'm a set of two siblings. So my brother's two years older and then my other two siblings are 15 and 17 years older than me. And that sort of gave my parents a chance to raise two sets of children in two completely different ways. And when I was nine and my brother was 11, it seemed important to my mom who had been raised Orthodox and went back from that, that my older siblings didn't really have a Jewish identity and they wanted us to have one. So we joined a synagogue, which meant my brother had two years to catch up on 11 years of education before becoming bar mitzvah. And I had a little bit more time and that community, that reform community in America is where I learned really what, um, what being part of a community is so that when you're Jewish, you're not the only people doing something on a Friday night or the couple cousins and friends that you have, but you have an entire community that celebrates these things together. Thank you very much, Matt. That's that's really interesting. But that's where the community comes from, from feel, feeling one in and a wide crowd, and then suddenly you're surrounded by similar-minded people. But, but um, your accent is a little bit different from mine, but as you just mentioned that you come from America, what did bring you over here from all the way from America? Um, <clears throat> well, a lot of things brought me over here. Um, part of it was, it just has so much to do with my, uh, my refinding sort of my roots and my Jewishness in a um, in a reform way. Um, I spent about 10 years being an Orthodox Jew in the middle of uh, from the time I was 16 to my mid-20s. And I had to come back from that to finding my roots to where I really felt comfortable being Jewish. And um, when I decided that I was going to go to a rabbinic program and really feel it out and go back to where I felt like I belonged when I was 15. Um, I did my research and I found that this was the place I wanted to be, that the small communities here, you, you can get lost in American communities just because when you get a bunch of rabbis, all the rabbis, all the reform rabbis in America and put them in a room, you can't see the end of the room. And you come here to the UK and everyone knows each other. It's, it's a family and it's different. Um, if you want to know the other reason I came here, I followed someone here. So I came here for love and, um, I'm, and I'm staying here for that same, <laughs> for part of that and part of 
just growing in this world. That's lovely. Thank you very much, Matt. It's wonderful to know that you're training to be a rabbi and that we will welcome you into our small progressive family almost soon. Charlie, I wanted to ask you, can you relate to what Matt said? Does it feel to you like as a small kind of small family, uh, progressive Judaism or liberal Judaism you grew up in? Or do you, feel, do you feel that you can relate to other communities around the country it is, to a certain extent? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like when I go to like um, LJY, NEPSA things, um, you know, events, and I and I meet um, kids from mainly it's kids from uh, London, um, London synagogues, and obviously those synagogues are slightly bigger, and um, so I don't have as much in common as as they do. But actually, I did. I went to an event recently where it was um, where it was just the kind of small synagogue. So there was a community from Birmingham, from Newcastle. Um, and some other some other really small communities and um, and what was really interesting was that we um, we kind of all, all found out that we'd all had this the same experience with them um, everything being catered to the big London synagogues so that was that was quite interesting to uh, uh, yeah to kind of um, you know find out that we'd all uh, shared that experience but yeah I did I definitely do think it is like a family you know when I when I go back to LJY Netzer events I, you know, there are people that I recognize and, you know, people that I know. And but I think that's I think that's what makes it quite, you know, quite, quite special. And even, you know, within obviously within my Jewish community, I, you know, I know loads and loads of people. So, yeah, it's, it is really nice that kind of that community aspect. Oh, thank you very much. So it's really interesting that you both picked up that we are like a family, but particularly in this country, as Matt suggested, but also Charlie said that there is a little bit of a distinction between those young people who grew up in London and in a big metropolitan area and small communities outside London. We are going to address it maybe another time. But what I wanted to ask you, going back to our parasha, that we learned from Parashat Kitisa that Israelites built a golden calf while waiting for Moses to come down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. They didn't have enough patience to wait for 40 days. I turned away from God and Moses a bit too quickly, in my opinion, very soon after experiencing revelation at first hand on Mount Sinai. And that's about their journey, their Jewish journey. So I want to ask both of you the same question. What do you think helps or has helped you to maintain your commitment to progressive Judaism of all these years, and particularly Matt, with your search, with your own journey in your life? Uh, who would like to go first? Charlie, go on. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think, yeah, I do think that, you know, when they were waiting, building the golden calf, I think that was a bit impatient. Um, but I, I kind of, I definitely, I definitely understand it's quite a, it's quite a difficult thing being asked to believe in something that you can't, you can't see or touch or, you know, you know, there's no, it's very hard to get that connection. And, um, and I think the thing that's, the thing that's kept me is the, there's, there's two things really the kind of the openness and the uh the inclusivity of liberal judaism you know if i was to go up to um you know my my grandpa he he was he was one of the founders of our synagogue and if i was to go up to him and and tell he's been a, he's been a jew all his life he was an orthodox jew when he was younger if i was to go up to him and tell him that i didn't believe in god you know he would 
in, I, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, I agree, you know, and, you know, regardless of who I said that to in the, in the congregation, you know, there would be no, there would be no judgment. There would be nothing like that. I, I'd just be able to have a, have a, a, a genuine, interesting conversation with whoever it was. And at the end of that, you know, there'd be no, no judgment whatsoever. And I think that, you know, it's the, what's the saying, um, two Jews, three opinions, you know, it's, there's just, uh, you know, it, there's, it's just really inclusive to whoever, whatever you get out of it is, is viewed as uh, positive by everybody. Um, and the other, the other thing is the, just the community, you know, I've got loads of friends um, that are Jewish and my, you know, I've got family friends and, you know, friends that I made uh, in Haida and I've also recently started teaching at Haida and that, that has just brought a whole new kind of perspective onto it, which is really nice. So, yeah. Oh, thanks very much. That's interesting what perspective it brought now, not being a student at Haida, but actually teaching at Haida. But that's interesting. So what you're saying that first it's been our community being really inclusive and not judgmental, that really helps because then the diversion of different opinions is, is welcomed and people are not judgmental, but also the sense of community, which is so important and having friends and family belonging to community. Matt, can you relate to it? Sure. I... I grew up in a house with um, with a room that was a dedicated library. You could go and you could grab any book if you could reach it. Some of them were way too high. And um, there was never any restriction on what I was able to read. And I can't imagine what that room would have been like had my parents decided to, you know, cover up half the books or two thirds of the books and say, no, you can't read those. But I feel that when you, when you talk about what voices are in a room and you take away half of those voices because they're not male, or you take away a huge percentage of those voices because they're, they're not Ashkenazi or whatever it is, then you're taking away so much of what Judaism can be. And coming away from a more orthodox perspective and coming into back into a perspective, my first rabbi was, was a woman, and for 10 years, she wouldn't be able to be heard in the synagogues that I was praying in. And she is the reason, one of the reasons where I, I'm where I am today. I, I can't imagine being in a space where her voice couldn't be heard, where, um, where anything is restricted. And like Charlie said, where any questions are sort of off the table. Um, and that's what keeps me in, in a liberal perspective, in a, in a, in a progressive, system because I know I can always come back to the questions and ask them again and never be you know sort of a, have someone look at me sideways and say we don't ask that around here. Well thank you very much so it's interesting right even though you both come from two different parts of the world but the sense of inclusivity is is as, as you both said non-judgmental inclusive and so um Diverse, diverse. Uh, you both mentioned those. Uh, Charlie, would you like to comment on what Matt has just said? Yeah, well, it's it's really interesting. You said that your your first rabbi was um was a woman because the first rabbi I can remember is uh, obviously sat here with us now, Rabbi Tanya, and you said that uh, your your first rabbi was one of the reasons you're still in Judaism. Well, I think that's that's probably the same for me. You know, Rabbi Rabbi Tanya is you know a really amazing rabbi and makes it very easy for people that aren't necessarily 
maybe traditional Jews in whatever sense of the word that is to have a have a place and have a have a purpose within the community. So yeah, I thought that was uh, quite interesting. Actually. Charlie, thank God I invited you to come on this podcast. That 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 was a good idea of mine. Thank you very much. Uh, but on on that note of of obviously talking to both of you who are strongly committed to your progressive Jewish values, and you certainly both been on the journey, and it's not the end of your journey. And certainly, Matt, your journey has been particularly interesting. You know, kind of rediscovering your roots and uh, going through the the orthodox phase in your life, and then going back to progressive Judaism, which clearly works best for you. It's it's really interesting for me to ask you uh, the next question. And uh, the next question, what do you think can make the future of progressive Judaism stronger? And probably like a sub-question, um, what, how can we help the next generation of young people to make that commitment and um, you know, connection with progressive Judaism stronger and more meaningful? That clearly a bit of a of a, of a hard question <laughs> made you both think. <laughs> he wants to go first, Matt, please. I think that some of the things that <clears throat> that Charlie mentioned before, like uh, LJY, the youth, um, and people always say, "Oh, the future is in the youth," but the future is actually not just in the youth; it's in the people who educate them, and it's in the people who lead them, and the people that show how different avenues can lead you to a meaningful Jewish life. So if I were to answer that question, how can we make the future of progressive Judaism stronger? It would be making stronger educators and putting focus on good education and good leadership. And a leadership, like Charlie said, that you can ask anything and you can say what your beliefs are and you know you won't be shot down. It's how so many people are lost to the communities because they feel like they're gonna get shot down or turned out for who they are. Um, you know, for so long we, we turned out people because of their gender or sexuality. Um, and it, these are the types of things we need to educate each other about. And, and that will cause, I think, the best kind of growth. Thank you very much, Matt. And Charlie, what do you think will make the future of the progressive Judaism stronger and the connection of young people more meaningful with it? Um, well, I uh, when I when I was growing up in Judaism, uh, I you know I, I still I don't believe in God now. I um, but I but what's kept me in it is you know one the community aspect, like I said, and also the values. I the the Jewish values that I've that I've kind of grown up with. When I got to when I got to school and met people that that just didn't have any any kind any sort of these kind of values and and I think they've been you know they've been really positive for me obviously my parents are a lot to thank for that as well and it's just um, and I think to a greater focus on the on the values and the community aspect of it and I I, I hadn't thought about that before kind of what Matt said about the improving the educators and the you know the leaders in our community and I yeah I didn't that didn't really occur to me that you know that's that's kind of the other level of it so that I thought that was that was really interesting as well so yeah yeah 
Well, you basically agree with Matt and then saying that the value of family and, and community, that the values that that was really important for young people to make connection with progressive Judaism and which will make our future stronger. And Matt, just the last question. Do you think that the way the edu Jewish education is treated in this country and in America are different or are they similar, the same attitude being obviously being experienced of, of same system both in America and here? Well, I found a funny sort of way into education in that I didn't want to be a Jewish educator. I just wanted to be a teacher. And I went to a Catholic master's program to get my degrees in education. And then while I was in my first few years of teaching, I was offered an opportunity to teach at a cheder. And then I started meeting people who had master's degrees in Jewish education, who had been passionate about Jewish education. And this was a time when I was completely secular between being Orthodox and reform again. It's part of another part of the journey. And my secular self said, I can be a Jewish educator. How do I do that? How do I take everything and bring it back? Um, and so really for me, it's about trying to catch up all those people that I, that I met that really knew their passion was Jewish education from the beginning. And I, I came to realize over time that I just wanted to be a Jewish educator. Um, and I found that's possible here. I found that's possible in America too. I don't think there's any restriction on it, but I do think that we need to encourage our teachers to, to wanna to pursue standard education as well that it's that there's there's so much to being an educator that goes beyond who you are on the inside i can walk into a classroom and teach um, a group of people that have never met a jew before in a different way than i can walk into a classroom and say i can identify with each and every one of you at a different stage because of where we all come from and who we all are and those are just those activate two different parts of myself so i think the marriage of just being a teacher and being a Jew has made me the best type of educator that I can be. And I don't even know if that answers the question you asked. That's really helpful. Thank you so much, Matt. And thank you so much, Charlie. The main thing that I'm so pleased to have both of you on our podcast, because the both of you made and maintain such a strong commitment with progressive Judaism. And I wish you all the best on your journey, Charlie, for you being teacher at Haida and your future university journeys whenever it comes to that time. And Matt, on your rabbinical journey. And I'm looking forward to welcoming you as my colleague in the very soon future. Thank you very much. Charlie? Matt, I don't I know this doesn't mean much as a 15 year old boy that you just met half an hour ago, but uh, but I think from what I've heard, you seem like you'll be a fantastic rabbi or whatever, whatever you want to do. So, yeah, good luck. And Charlie, thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. But also we need more teachers like you. So it's really great to see that you're um, the, my favorite journey that I can see is when someone comes up through a cheder, then turns around and says, I want to do what all those people did for me. And I wanna do that for the next generation. I think that's lovely. And as a, as a head of cheder, I, there's nothing that brings me more joy than to see students become teachers. And on the positive note, we will finish our podcast for today. Thank you so much.
Thank you very much to Matt Turchin, a student rabbi from Leoberg College, and Charlie Barker, a member of Nottingham Liberal Synagogue and the teacher in their Sunday school, for joining us today. And thank you to Liberal Judaism, Reform Judaism and Leoberg College for supporting Progressively Jewish. Next week's episode will be hosted by my friend and colleague Rabbi Richard Jacobi, and we'll be exploring the theme of restrictions and liberations. <laughs>